On today's episode, we're talking about how to avoid the feeling like we've lost control of our day and the things we can do right now to get our day back on track. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your hostess. My name is Cassie Joy Garcia. I am the blogger and the author and the nutrition consultant. Gosh, what else do I do? The podcaster and the recipe developer and the program coach behind the brand Fed and Fit. You can find me on the web over at fedandfit.com. And then you can also find my book in stores nationwide right now. It's called, you guessed it, Fed and Fit. You can find it on shelves at Barnes and Noble. Um, You can find it on Amazon and also in Costco right now nationwide, which is pretty dang cool if you ask me. I am pretty excited about today's episode. We are getting back to, you know, one of the real, I guess, original purposes behind this podcast was really to talk about mindset. So I like to sprinkle between a bunch of really fun interviews and every once in a while we get really geeky and we get really sciencey into some really interesting topics. I also like to sprinkle in some mindset shows where we just talk about how to maintain a healthy, positive mindset. If you're a new listener here, you know that I've been doing a little bit more of this towards this beginning of the year, the beginning of 2017, because this seems to be the season when we set a lot of expectations for ourselves. And then if things don't go exactly as planned, we almost wanna throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? We're like, oh, well, that didn't go exactly as I planned, so let's go back to where we were before. I'm going to learn nothing from this, and we're just gonna have to start all over again next January or whatever the timing is. So. Today's episode, we're just gonna zero in. We're not gonna be that grand and talk about resolutions or anything, but I just wanna zero in on a very small, very approachable topic that I think is relevant to most everybody. So we're going to talk about how to salvage an almost lost day. Now, what do I mean by that? Think about those days when you wake up and you've got a really good idea of what you wanna do in the day, or maybe you have some hopes. You, you have some hopes, your feet hit the ground, you get out of bed, you have that cup of coffee in your hand and you think to yourself, yes, this is gonna be a really good day. I'm gonna do all kinds of awesome things. I'm gonna feel so accomplished. Maybe I'll even squeeze in a workout and I'm probably gonna eat really well because I've been building some good habits. It's gonna be gravy. You know, I'm one of those people, and maybe not everybody is like this, but I tend to always wake up thinking, you know, this is it, this is gonna happen, it's all gonna happen, um, in, instead of the opposite. And then real life comes into play, right? And then sometimes the day takes off, and all of those tasks that I had in mind that I wanted to accomplish start getting pushed further and further down the timeline as I get distracted with other things that I have to do. And they feel really important. They, they, they feel like tasks that I need to focus on as well, but for whatever reason, you get that kind of, like you've missed something in your day. You know what I mean? Even though you're spending your time, I think when I'm talking about this, I think about, for example, my mom. And she is such an amazing worker. She's got a great work ethic. The girl just works so hard and she works really smart. 
Um, she is. She and my dad both own an architectural engineering firm based here in San Antonio, Texas. And it they started this firm back in 2007. And that's when actually I was in college and it was an all hands on deck kind of experience because um, they just, they needed help. And I, I remember, I was, so I was in school, I was getting a job so I could help support myself as much as possible while they pursued this venture. Um, and then I was sitting in my dorm room, or I guess I was in an apartment by then, and I was helping them write congressional reports uh, from my ratty old college couch just so I could help. I could help in any way possible. Um, the business has grown wonderfully. They've done a wonderful job. They love their clients first and foremost, and they take really good care of them, and so business has followed. And they've grown from just the two of them um, and their part-time daughter helping write congressional reports from her from college. They've grown from that to now they're well over 100 people, and they have even happier clients, and it's just really, really wonderful to see. Well, my mother is the operations manager for Alpha, this the name of their company, and what what does that mean? What does an operations manager do? Some of you listening probably have a really clear picture. An operations director or manager for a small business, you might have an idea of what all that entails. And for those of you who don't know what that entails, it pretty much involves everything. It's all the things that go on behind the scenes that need to be taken care of that's not very glamorous, doesn't really get a lot of credit. Um, she just takes care of it and she's the perfect person for that. She's one of those people that has incredible intuition and she's always thinking about the next step or the big picture. It's just the exact perfect mind and skill set to have in that position. And I promise this has an application for today's episode. So my mom and I, I, of course, we're really great friends and we talk all the time. And one of her common grievances is she will be calling me, she'll call me on her way home from the office. I work from home for my business um, and they have an office here in town and she'll call me on the way home for one reason or another. Maybe she needed me to go feed her puppy or who knows. And uh, because she and my dad are running late. So whatever the reason is, I'll always ask her, well, how was your day, mom? And she'll say, oh, it's just the same as always. I got nothing done that I wanted to do. It's her answer every single time. I got a lot of stuff done, but it was nothing that I wanted to do. And now it's going to be another late night trying to do these things. And then you talk to her the next morning and I ask her, well, did you get those things done that you wanted to do? Nope. I got home and then I had to do all these other things. I had to put out all these other fires and I still don't have the things done that I wanted to do. And bless her heart, she works so hard, but she has that feeling like her days get out of her hands every single day. Now, all of her children are grown. We're out of college. We're in the working world now. She doesn't have us to come home to and care for. So I'm sure that's a different, that adds another layer of complications when you do have younger kids at home. So she has, you know, my dad and then her army of miniature schnauzers. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen some of them. Uh, And then she's got her business, which she's argued that she once had three children and a husband, and now she has over a hundred of them that require a lot of TLC. And she loves, loves the job. But she constantly has this feeling like her day gets away from her. Her days are lost. She goes to bed at night thinking, I got nothing accomplished because she didn't accomplish the things that she wanted to do when she woke up. 
right? And even though she got a lot of really good work done, she still has that feeling of longing and that feeling like she missed something or like the day was lost. And I know she's not the only one who feels that way. I definitely have days when I feel that way. She's a little bit more of an extreme example, but I think it's a good picture to paint. There's a lot of times when we get to that point, whether it's mid-morning and we think, oh no, oh no, where did my morning go? I wanted to do all these things. Or it's afternoon and we think, oh no, (laughs) I wanted to do all these other things. Where did the time go? And the next thing you know, it's dinner time and then family time and then bedtime. And you think, I got nothing accomplished that I wanted to do today. I have those days often. So what I wanna talk about is how to salvage those lost days, not just prevent them from happening. They're always, sometimes they're always gonna happen, right? So let's be realistic. Wrap our minds around the fact that some days our days are just gonna go in their own direction and we're just along for the ride. Now there are some things we can do to help prepare ourselves for a day where we really feel like we've got a better handle on our circumstances. And there's also a couple things we can do to help it stop, help stop it mid-stride, right? Midday. Whenever you realize that your day's getting away from you, there are some things we can do to try to redirect and get things back in order to where you're gonna feel really good about it. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want, is I want you to feel good about your day. I don't care how many things you cross off your list, and I really don't care, I don't care if one of them is working out or eating healthy, I really don't. What I want is I want you to feel accomplished every single day, and you can get that way with just a couple tricks. Okay, so, First, let's quickly discuss the things that could make our days kind of spin a little bit out of control. Number one, maybe we did not start off with a clear plan, okay? Now, what do I mean by that? You might wake up and think, oh yes, I wanna do all of these work projects today. And oh yes, and I want to go work out and I wanna get some cooking done and I wanna take the dogs for a walk and I wanna be the first in line at the pickup line for the kids, whatever it is. We have all of these grand ideas. But if we don't actually take pen to paper, bear with me here, okay? Because for those of you who are very, very type B personality, this is gonna be a bit of a stretch for you, but just hear me out. If we don't take pen to paper and put all of our goals and all of the things we want to accomplish, and all of the things that we want to do in a day, if we don't actually write them down, we might find ourselves over committing emotionally. Because if we actually write down all the things we want to do, and we actually put, let's say we put timelines on them, it's going to take me exactly an hour to make tonight's dinner of in the kitchen time. And I'm going to have to leave the house at 3 p.m. in order to pick up the kids at 3.30, and then I'll be back at 4.15. You know, that's an hour and 15 minutes that you're out of the house and you're in the car and you're away from the things, well, maybe away from your computer if you've got work to do, right? So let's be realistic. How long does it actually take you to put together that report? And how long will it take you to actually empty your email inbox? Which I get, you never know, because you don't know what little nuggets are lying in there, but give give yourself an approximate. And when you actually put timestamps and time windows on those tasks, you'll be able to look at all of the things that you woke up thinking you emotionally really wanted to do and you felt like you could do it that day. And you see, you would need a day with 48 hours in it of awake time. Okay, so what I mean by we're starting off, we're not starting off with a clear plan, 
means that we're not being realistic about our wishes and the things we want for the day. Another thing that could cause our day to spin out of control is, this is what, this is my favorite one, is that we're avoiding something. What are we avoiding? What are you avoiding? What is your ugly frog? Okay, and what I mean by an ugly frog, if you guys have ever read the, I think it's a business book, Eat the Ugly Frog First. The concept is, let's say you write down your to-do list and that'll be an activity we'll talk about in a second, but let's say you write everything down that you need to do in a day, all or period, or in a week or in a month or whatever it is, all the to-dos that come to your mind, all the things that you need to do. There's probably something, one of those items on the list, and sometimes it's hard to figure out which one it is, which which task it is that you're avoiding that's causing this block. But oftentimes there's a task on that list that you are avoiding. Whether you're avoiding it because it's a new thing and it scares you, or it involves maybe apologizing to somebody or having a conversation with somebody that you're not looking forward to that conversation. You know, it's not necessarily going to be a really fun activity. Maybe for some people it's folding the laundry, (laughs) okay? It could be that simple, something you are avoiding. What are you avoiding? Are you avoiding submitting that book manuscript proposal? Are you avoiding emptying your email inbox because you know that there's some nasty grams in there and you really don't want to answer them because you don't want them to dampen your day, yo. I totally get that. But here's the thing. When we avoid those items and we go on and we do other stuff on our day. So let's say I've got 13 things on my to-do list. And one of them, let's say one of them is emptying my email inbox. Sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. But let's say one of my ugly frog, the thing that I really don't wanna do is empty my inbox because maybe somebody sent me a note that's not very nice. And I just, this uh, the childish part of me wants to avoid reading it and avoid dealing with it. And so I do, but this is not, none of this is conscious, you guys. These are all subconscious decisions that I make because I look at my list and I think, oh, emails, I'll get to that one and I'll get all these other 12 things knocked off and that'll fill up my full day. I'll get so much done, right? I'll feel so accomplished if I do all these 12 other things. That's a really full day, but when I go to bed at night, there's a piece missing and I feel like I didn't do something that I was supposed to do. And rationally, I can think through it and I can think, but emails aren't that big of a deal. And the email I'm thinking about that might be might be hiding in there isn't that big of a deal, but I avoided it and I distracted myself with other important to-dos. But it's that one task that you're avoiding that we're hiding from that can actually have a huge impact on our day, feeling like it's spinning out of control. Okay, and then the last thing that I wanna talk about today, there are other things that can jump in and throw our day off, but the last one I wanna talk about that in the context of today's episode that could cause our days to spin out of control is when we let somebody else derail us. Okay, now this doesn't have to sound like such a bad, ominous thing. You know, oh, how dare you derail my day? Because sometimes those people are maybe young children and that's their job. That's our job to care for them. Or maybe it's a parent or a friend in need or a colleague that really needs some help or a work project that shows up that's really exciting that takes an unexpected amount of time. We let others in to derail our day. Now, here's the thing. We need to plan around those times. We need to expect them. If we expect some of our time to be derailed, 
then it allows us control over those other hours, right? I, I hope this isn't too ambiguous because I'm gonna get into some more detail in a minute, but if you're planning out your day and you know that the hours in which you are going to be the least likely to be interrupted by another person are maybe between the hours of 5 and 7 a.m., those are my hours. That's when I start my days at 5 a.m. because I know that it's very, very unlikely that I get an email that requires responding right away or I have a project to prepare for or a video to prepare for or social media hasn't really woken up yet so I don't really have to devote a whole lot of time to that at that time, you know? So if you ex- if you know that you're, that people are going to interrupt your day and, you, and you're emotionally ready for it, It also causes you to open your eyes to times in your day when you can schedule focused work time that are less likely to be interrupted, okay? So those are the things that have a tendency to cause our day to spin out of control with a couple tips on how to avoid them. Now, let's talk about what we can do when we're middle of the day. Let's say you're listening to this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon, it's 2 p.m. and you're like, I've done nothing today. I've done everything, but I've done nothing. I've cleaned the house and I answered all these phone calls and I, gosh, what else can we do? Um, I did all these things and I went to a doctor's appointment, but I feel like I've done nothing today. I didn't actually go and, what are some tasks that people sometimes need to do? I didn't go get my driver's license renewed and I didn't sit down and I didn't write that blog post or I didn't develop that recipe in time to take photos of it in the daylight. Whatever it is, it's 2 p.m., you're in the middle of your day and you feel like you're losing it. You feel like you're losing the day. Here's how we're gonna stop from losing the day, okay? You ready for this? What we're gonna do, I want you to stop everything that you're doing right now. Stop what you're doing right now. Put down the broom. If you found yourself that you just needed to sweep up a bunch of stuff all of a sudden, stop what you're doing. Okay? Stop and get out a pen and get out some paper and sit down and we're going to go through these steps. What I want you to do first is on this piece of paper, pause the show if you need to pause the show and then rewind it to this part. Okay? Go get your pen and get your paper and then sit down. I want you to write down on a piece of paper all the things that you want to do today. And this can be completely unrealistic. I want you to write down everything. I mean really unrealistic. Go ahead and be true to yourself and be true to your heart. What are the things that you had a glimmer of a hope to do today? If you did have a 42 or a 72 hour day, what are the things that you would want to do today? Write them all down, get them all off your chest, get them all out of your brain and put them on paper. Write all of those things down. And I know and I know what you're thinking because as soon as you get them all written down, you're probably like, oh, there's no way that I can do all that in one day. Sometimes when I write my to-do list on a Monday, it takes me until Friday to actually finish everything that I had on there. And I, and I always laugh at myself because I do it over and over again. I think I write my daily to-do list that actually should take me a full week, but I always write it with a day's expectations. So here's our excuse to write it down and indulge that fantasy that we can get it all done in a day. So that was number one, write it all down. Number two, review your list and then circle the two to four things that are the most important that you must get done today. And I challenge you to make one of those two to four tasks, I said two to four, because if it is 2 p.m., 
then you probably only have time for two more tasks. Now, if it is 11 a.m., you, pro- you might have room for four tasks, okay? So you choose accordingly based on how much time is left in your day. Now, I challenge you to make one of those two to four your ugly frog, okay? So also, at this time, read your list of all the things that you need to do and star, highlight, bolden the one thing on there that you think you're avoiding. Which task are you avoiding? There's got to be one, okay? Dig deep. And if you're thinking, I'm not really avoiding anything, then great, then just circle two to four of them. Um, But if there is one on there that you're avoiding or several on there that you're avoiding, I challenge you to make those two to four tasks that you're going to circle, make them those. Okay, number three. Oh, sorry, yes, number three. Now, we're going to grab a brand new sheet of paper. So whether that means you got a notebook and you flip it over to the next page or you flip that current page over, I want you to flip it over and I want you to write down a timeline for your day, the rest of your day. What do you? What time do you realistically have available to you right now? If it's 2 p.m., I want you to write 2 to 2.30, 2.30 to 3, 3 to 3.30. We're going to get super duper detailed, right? And the reason we're doing this is because this is triage. We're trying to salvage our day. We're preparing, we're patching a hole and we need to be really specific and really strategic. So write down the times on a piece of paper that you have left, the time that you can take to apply to your day, okay? As soon as the kids come home or as soon as you get ready to start dinner or as soon as you know your honey's home and it turns into family time, don't put down those hours. Be realistic. What time do you have left that you could actually use to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish? So write down those windows and then schedule it. Schedule those two to four things on the time that you have available left to you and be really honest about how much time it will take you to do those things. Don't give yourself too much wiggle room, right? Because we're this is triage again. We're trying to salvage a day, so this is gonna feel like hard work to get this day back, but you can do it. So be honest, but don't give yourself too much wiggle room. If you've got three hours left and you know it's only gonna take you an hour to do a blog post, then schedule an hour for your blog post. Give yourself a 10 minute break in between and then schedule your next activity. Okay, so that's it. Now is the time to show some discipline, execute it, go out and do this. You have got this, you can salvage your day. And I guarantee that if you accomplish at least some of those things that you have just outlined as the top priorities for today, you're going to feel tremendously better. It might be miserable while you're doing it. It's kind of like going and working out sometimes. You just don't wanna do it because you don't feel good. And maybe it hasn't been the best day, but you just need a win, by golly. And this is the way to give yourself a win that means something. So do something for yourself, schedule it, and make it happen. And put down, don't play any games on your phone. Don't use this as an excuse to waste away the rest of your day. You can do this. We can salvage the day. Okay, now the next thing to do is let's say it's the end of the day. And let's say you're listening to this and you think, oh, well, I'm on my drive home from work and the day's already gone. (laughs) There's nothing I'm going to do to change the outcome of today. Well, I bet there's something we can do for tomorrow. And the activity looks very, very similarly. Um, You can be as detailed as you want, but if you really wanna get back, you really wanna get let's say take a giant chunk out of that to-do list. Let's say it's a Thursday or a Friday of your week and you feel like you've been so behind this week. 
Let's take a huge chunk out of that list tomorrow and let's use the same method to write down your schedule, be honest about the times that you have available to do work, and then schedule the activities that are the most important. And don't be afraid to do the activities that you're avoiding. Just do them. You'll be so glad once it's off your list. And then a couple bonus activities to always help with a day, okay? Now that's the way to salvage a day. But there's a couple things that we can do that can, let's say we don't, you're, you're just, you're driving and you, you're thinking, I don't have time to sit down and get out a pen and paper and to write this stuff down. Here are some bonus things to think about, okay, that could maybe help improve your day, okay? Maybe we're not gonna get the train entirely back on the tracks, but we can at least point a little bit closer to where it needs to be. Number one bonus activity would be to go do a workout, whether it's a quick 10 minute workout in your living room. Um, There's a bunch of really wonderful workouts in the back of the Fed and Fit book that Julie Bauer designed. And if you're a member of the Fed and Fit project online, we have modifications for all of those workouts in the library online so you can get those. So whether it's a quick workout at your home, whether you just strap on your running shoes and you go for a run around the block, even if it's 400 meters, just get out there and just do something to get your heart rate up for a little bit. Um, Whether you're gonna go drop into a CrossFit class, you're just gonna say, forget it. You know what? Dinner's on you, you guys. I need to go work out. I don't, I'm gonna go to the 6 p.m. workout and it's gonna be really inconvenient, but I'm gonna do it because I need a win for today. I need to do something. So schedule a workout as your first bonus activity. Second bonus activity is to drink a bunch of water. Okay, I sound like such a broken record on water and I don't care because it's important and it can do a lot to really help your day. So if you're feeling behind on stuff, at least have that win in your back pocket. At least go to bed at night thinking, you know what? I had a crummy day, but by golly, I drank a bunch of water and that was awesome. <laughs> okay? Give yourself that win. You can have that win. You can have that win. You can easily have a workout win. So go for it. And then, and if, and if you're unsure of how to calculate how much water you need to drink in a day, there's a calculation in the Fed and Fit book, but the approximation starting point is to take your total body weight, divide it by two, and then that equals the number of ounces of water as a starting point to drink in a day. So if you weigh 140 pounds, that would be 70 ounces of water in a day. Okay, and a really good way to measure that is to get some big jugs of water. Let's see, I have one sitting here right now and it holds 40 ounces of water. It's one of my new favorites. Takea, I don't know how to say this name. Clearly I'm not affiliated with them, but I really like this bottle. 40 ounces, so I try to make sure I drink two full ones of, two full of those bottles a day. Okay, and then the last bonus activity, number three, is to just eat some leafy greens. It sounds so, it might feel and sound so trivial me saying this, but if you just need a win for the day, your day spun out of control, when it comes to dinner, just make yourself open up that bag of frozen spinach, saute it, put a little lemon juice in it, and then put some spinach on your plate, or put some kale on your plate, or put some sort of salad on your plate. Get some sort of leafy greens in with a meal and at least have that win in your pocket, okay? If nothing else goes right, if you feel like the day was totally lost, go to bed at night knowing that you at least got your leafy greens, 
Okay, you can have that win and it can actually make a difference. At the end of the day, what I want for you, like I said before, I don't care how many things you cross off your list and I really don't care if you're eating what you consider to be perfect, your perfect you plan or even paleo perfect, I don't care. What I care about most of all is that you're confident and you feel good about your day. That actually probably does more for your health, positive things for your health than any of the other things that could show up on a plate. Okay, so just keep that in mind. I'm here for you, I've got your back. You can salvage this day, you really can. And if you feel like today is lost, it's too far gone, take a, take a sip of water, drink a glass of water, and start, plan start planning, planning, to planning tomorrow. Get a head start, use a as an excuse to get a head start on very, very carefully and very strategically planning tomorrow. Write it down to the minute and then do it. Go and execute that day and I guarantee that if you follow through on at least 70% of the things that you have realistically outlined and drawn on paper, 70%, that means 30% is gonna get messed up because you're gonna get interrupted some of the time and some of the tasks are gonna take longer than you think. That's normal and that's real life. But if you got 70% done that you actually outlined and put on pen and paper and scheduled, you're going to feel amazing. So go and do it. Go do that for yourself. You deserve it. You really, really do. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's show. If you like today's podcast, I, I ask that you go on to iTunes, leave me a review. I read all the reviews and they really do mean a lot, but the more you review the show, the more this show is made available to other listeners, which is really exciting. And it's because of you guys who have reviewed the show that we have new listeners. This is their first introduction, and that's so fun. There's so many listeners here who found me through my blog, or they found me on social media, and they started listening to me that way, and we're actually getting organic listeners of the podcast. This is their first introduction to the Fed and Fit world. So thank you for reviewing the podcast. Keep it up. More of this is getting out there into the world. So if you wanna find some way to help and some way to give back, that's a really, really great and easy way to do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back again next week.